That's what I want. I want people to actually become better versions of themselves. I want people to realize their full potential because there's so much potential going to waste right now with this goddamn nihilistic, atheist, anti-human, environmentalist, utopian ideas. Eat the bug. Oh, nothing. You'll be happy. Don't follow that. Be your own person. Think critically. People are smart enough to actually work on that. If I have to be the initial kick in the ass for that, then I will take up that role. Bonjour, bitches. Welcome to a new episode of Croissant Hours. I'm your host, Chispy Croissant. And today, I'm switching it up a bit. Um, actually, I'm switching up a lot of things. So, let's get into it. So, short intro. Um, I want to thank all the new subs that have arrived and all that stuff. I uh, welcome you. This is kind of my, I would say, bi-weekly podcast at this point, uh, where I talk about... It's almost see it like almost like a verbal newsletter, right? Where I talk about discoveries I've made or things that I've uh, looked into, researched, all that stuff. So if you kind of just want to catch up with me and you think I'm interesting, you know, tune into this every. I, I'm trying to do this weekly, but currently it's bi-weekly. Okay, um, yeah. So I want to thank everybody for that. Um, Check out my Patreon. Just want to mention that real quick before everybody fucking tunes out. Um, support me there if you want to. Uh, anyway, next topic. Um, I with my reading list. If you're from, if you actually know that I have a reading list, I have a reading pretty long reading list around a thousand books. And I finally, as I said in previous episodes, um, you can. I have finally f finished the relationship relationship section of that. Uh, well, not fully, but it's more like the C.S. Chase section. Um, C.S. Joseph recommended certain books for relationships and personal well-being, and I finally finished that. Um, I mean, officially, I finished it. There's still one more book that I have to finish today, like literally today, um, which is The Rational Mill Par Volume 5. Um, just a quick review already. It's kind of bad. I'll get into it maybe later, but it's, it's pretty bad. Um, so yeah, I, I finally finished it and I'm happy about that. Now, we can, now I'm going to move on to uh, the entrepreneurship section, the psychology section and the wealth section. So I'm going to start, how do you put it? I'm going to stop focusing on purely my own personal development. Well, of course, that will always keep going, but I'm going to stop with that and focus more on, you know, entrepreneurship and, and uh, creating more wealth for myself, basically making more money, bitch. Uh, you know, I got, I got the bitches. Now I want the money. <laughs> That's my whole, my whole motto, right? Or my whole uh, catchphrase or whatever. But um, yeah, I've learned quite a lot from the relationship section. Uh, it was like, I think it was 40 free books, something like that. I've uh, learned quite a lot from that. Uh, they're pretty interesting books. Some of them are pretty bad. Uh, I will be making a tier list on that, um, hopefully pretty soon, now that's actually finished. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make a tier list on it, basically give my quick review on it, on every single book in that, in that section at least. And I'm gonna do that with every section of my reading list uh, when I complete it. So I'm gonna do one for philosophy, I'm gonna do one for psychology, I'm gonna do one per author, for example, like all the works of Ayn Rand, all the works of Dostoevsky, all the works, basically just ranking shit, right? Because that's what TEFIUs just like to do. Anyway, so that's cool. Um, what, what, what did I generally learn from it? I, I guess I just generally learned how, I mean, I don't have a perfect understanding of this yet, right? But a pretty good understanding of uh, human relations in the sense of 
what what is masculine, what is feminine? How do how does manipulation work? Sure, sure not in the social engineering sense, but how do how does that usually transpire? How do I see? how I identify certain emotions within myself, like, for example, in Codependent No More, or in, um, no, not when Helping Hurts, but yeah, I think in Codependent No More, they talk about, you know, a certain cycle people a lot of, a lot of time have, a, a cycle of guilt, for example, or a cycle of shame, right, and how you can break away from that. Um, and there's also uh, books like Who's Pulling Your Strings. Like, I was already kind of familiar with that, right, for live experience, but uh, having it more... What is it stipulated out properly in front of you or explained for you uh it, it clarified certain things i mean certain books weren't as good as others but that's whatever um yeah and i'm, I'm gonna be on making that tier list but uh i'm currently actually uh moving on to my plans uh i'm currently working on my uh, a new series that i'm doing and i hope people will enjoy it it's a lot more uh, I would call it more story. I don't like the term story time, but that's kind of what it is, right? Um, I don't want to give away too much, but I think it's pretty entertaining and it was a lot of fun to make, um, even though it's a pretty short video. But um, that's cool. So that new series is coming out on Friday on... I think it was... Give me a sec. That was on... Oh god, okay, this is annoying. Uh, I think it was on Friday the on 2 p.m. UTC, if I'm correct. I think so, or 4. No, 2. Yeah, 2, uh, 2 p.m. Uh, UTC, so stay tuned for that. Also, I got a slander coming, another slander episode coming this Saturday. So I got one episode, well, today and then... Another one on Friday, another one on Saturday. So stay tuned for that, my uh, croissants. Anyway, also planning to do Patreon content because I don't actually have anything, uh, even though I would love for people to support me right now and I'll leave your name at the end of the video and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, actually making exclusive content, I'm going to be working on that, especially uh, ASMRs because I know everybody loves my voice. Um, so if you can do any, leave any suggestions, you can message me on Discord or you can leave a comment here. Uh, I would love that. Leave comments in general, by the way. I love hearing you guys. It's uh, it's great. Um, it's one of my favorite things, what to get a notification and see somebody like extensively talk about what you're doing right it gives me the most it gives me a lot of joy so if you want to make me happy do that right um it's all it's free by the way so you don't have, you don't have to worry about that <laughs> so um so yeah i have to and also another thing i have to finish up upon on another video uh which is i've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now if you go since september already because it it was just a faint idea but it's kind of just spiraled into this super massive black hole no i'm not no, I don't, <laughs> no i'm not referencing uh what is it muse with that or whatever um but basically uh, it's a pretty big video right and and a lot of research go has gone into it uh so far and at first it was just purely statistics and uh images right in a, that sense because i can read statistics pretty goddamn quickly like i'm pretty quote-unquote gifted in that right i guess it's just t parent just being able a t child even uh being able to read data really goddamn quick i can't read like papers all that quickly or like scientific um 
yes, yeah, academic papers or whatever. I'm, I'm pretty, I wouldn't say I'm bad at that, but I'm just not natural at that. Um, it takes me a lot more time, right? Maybe TI users are better at that because I always hear Jordan Peterson being like, oh, well, you know, I, uh, I could uh, read a, a book a day and uh, it was no problem for me, man. I could just go through it. Uh, it was no problem. Um, you know, but for me, it, it actually takes a lot more time to go through something uh, in terms of reading. Um, I was going to say, uh, two seconds. Yeah, so I right right now I kind of I'm done with the statistics section, but now I want to get into I'm getting into like the actual references and the actual sure there are statistics in those papers, but less so right in the paper and, and the statistics I can read like in two seconds, but the actual observation from the person um, that takes a lot more time for me to digest, uh, but. Going with that, I think I have about like a hundred plus references, like in terms of links or papers that I have to read. And that's just on one topic. I think I have maybe 300 in total. And I also have like 400 plus like statistics and images with that. So it's, um, it's a pretty insane project, even though the video is going to be pretty goddamn short. But I really get, want to get my shit straight. And um, I can... I could just call it, well, not call it quits, but kind of just say, okay, this and, and mo no more, right? Um, but that's the kind of thing I'm kind of struggling with. I'm just like, I think I'm, at this point, I'm just like, okay, I have did this list of reference, like these references. If there's something really, really important in there that I have to explore, then I'll add maybe 50 plus more max. But after that, I'm just gonna, gonna, gonna I'm gonna stop and, and just leave it at that. But, Actually, that mental struggle, I suppose, um, brought me to write a certain thing. So I would call it an essay, sort of. Uh, brought me to write an essay. And that was actually the thing I wanted to switch up a bit this episode. Um, I kind of want to I want to read that for you guys, even though I haven't edited it that much and I haven't reread it. So it's kind of like a half draft. But that uh, essay that I have now in front of me, um, that was kind of the attempt to make the script for that video if that makes sense and but it my thoughts just uh drifted towards other things and that's pr probably because i didn't have central questions proposed for me so it kind of just uh what's the word fizzled off to a, to a whole existential rant and i was like well I'm not going to just delete this because that was my plan at first. I was like, ah, whatever. This doesn't relate to the video. I might have to delete like 90% of it, right? Uh, but then I thought, huh, maybe this is an interesting thing for people to hear uh, on my podcast because I was kind of um, at a loss for what I was going to talk about because usually I improvise, but I want to actually give something of quality for you guys every episode, right? So I'm going to be reading that. That's a very long-winded way of saying I'm just going to read this uh, essay for you guys. So stick with me or... Uh, yeah, stick with me because it's pretty long and um, it can be a bit a little disjointed and all that stuff. And um, re recognize this this is like a video draft or like a thought dump for me. And I've edited a little bit, but not a lot. So if I midway through it start to edit myself in real time, if that makes sense, uh, I try to I'll try to keep it as raw as I can. But if I say certain things that I cannot talk about, for example, um, down I'll just let you know. Anyway. The, I, I decided to just like this episode. I decided to call the essay to action. Um, so, so this was okay. So I'll just start intro. This is like my intro idea. I said, "Monsieur bitches, it's your favorite daddy." She speaks croissant. Um, and then I started. First thought that came to my head. I was pondering to myself at the current 
climate in our Western world, and I would <laughs> and I would say it's quite terrible, like this draft. Uh, I wondered, I was actually, what is actually wrong, huh? Oh, what is it actually that is wrong with things? What change occurred in the recent times that it caused me to feel this way? In childhood, it all seemed so easy. The feeling was different. There was a, wasn't a constant feeling of depressive negativity and toxicity. What changed? Is it just uh, my pure childhood bias that everything was better because I was younger, or was it truly better? Was it truly a better time? Why is it that I argue to be like a child again? I mean, you can't, you can't in the technical sense. And, and do you truly want to be that? Let me see. How do I make sense of all this? The information overload has, the information overload has made me to delay this video. So the, the video that I was working on, this is, again, it's just, this is the original script draft. Um, the, the latest video so many times, uh, as, as every topic had so much information, one paper led to the other, you read one article, um, you read one article, and it redirects you to another one. That cites a study which references another paper, paper and another survey, etc., etc. When does it end? Can I actually can I actually answer this question? Um, with with so much conflicting ideas and contradictions, am I just to merely rely on my own logic detached from any research? Am I to investigate the fundamental structure of my own thinking and from there examine if it's true? Does that work? Too, too many questions, maybe. Maybe it's unrelated related to this video, Ethan. Uh, does anybody does anybody even care? And I'm, you know, I, I kind of laughed uh, when I was reading when I was writing that. Like, okay, that's kind of stupid. Um, uh, there we go with the questions again. But isn't it better to stay curious by questioning everything? Do you not get a better understanding of the world? Operate better in it? Am I just to throw up my hands up and say, "Well, this is it, I guess"? Um, am I to am I to reach a point? Or uh, am I to reach that point, or is it just an endless pursuit? Can I ever be certain about anything? Can anyone? Is that <laughs> is it all sub subjective bias at the end of the day? No, it can't, right? It was like a new paragraph. No, I can't. No, it can't, right? No, it can't, right? Uh, I can argue the subjective reasoning of of some. Oh, I said it says someone, but I think it's something. Uh, I can argue the subjective reasoning of someone all all day long, and believe me, it's very easy to make that nihilist go down down to take that nihilistic route. But it doesn't solve anything. Why solve things? One might even ask. I do not know. All I know is that it doesn't seem right. Called an emotional thinking. I don't care. Uh, it does seem to me. It does. It does seem to be the right approach to deem everything. It, oh, it does not seem to be the right approach to deem everything as falsehood, because how otherwise am I to do anything? I usually reply to that with the following line. You can argue the subjective value of life and critique my view on politics all day, but if I throw a, big, a brick at your face, you will feel it. <laughs> Maybe I'm just arguing that, yes, some... Some things are very complex, and everyone likes to believe that they have answers to it, but ultimately, it has to be a constant discussion. Maybe that's what they what they argue, actually, in terms of what these people that say everything is subjective argue. But if I were to... Let me see. But if I were to make you ex experience one of the most fundamental things in life, in this example, pain, then you wouldn't be arguing that with me. Or that to me. 
sure, go ahead. Tell me that. Tell me that pain is just subjective. Uh, that love is just chemicals in your brain that fire because you want to mate, uh, which, to my knowledge, is actually not actually true, considering we have sex as a social tool and not as, not as a pure copulation tool. But then again, that might be, might be just me being biased. But then, but then when I twist your arm or break it, then try to argue argue with me that it's all in your head, buddy. Um, uh, what is being biased anyway? Isn't it better to just act on your own, uh, own what you what you know? Sorry, let me give you a sec. Isn't it better to just act on what you know with the most certain, with most certainty you can possibly have? Jordan Peterson and Dostoevsky call it faith. Ayn Rand calls it reason. Which is it? I don't know. Uh, I was more imagining like I don't know, like the fucking um, Sherry Sherry lady, you know that um, who's right, who is wrong. I don't know that line anyway. Um. Don't they both act on the same principle, though? I, I am here now. Uh, I need or want this thing. How I? How do I attain this thing? I must identify my world and the objects in in it. By Ayn Rand's principles of objective objectivism, this works out with my reason. But what is operating on my reason? Why am I conscious to begin with? According to Jordan Peterson, 99% of what you do is uh, unconscious. And by the way, that wasn't just purely Jordan Peterson. That was actually in, I think, the neurology of... The, or the what is it? The neural neurology of per, of personality, something like that. Um, I'm gonna read that book, by the way. It's, I think it's re really interesting to go into that. Uh, and I said, uh, then I said, what the heck is that? All, uh, what the heck is that all about, man? If you're telling me a ration, rational as I like to be cannot define 99% of my bodily or mental processes. Fine, let's go with that. Um, so then I get to. Then I want to get that thing in the future. What future? What, what is that supposed to mean? An assumption. That's what it is. Even with my rational cultivation, I recognize that it's a weird concept. The assumption that time and space will always remain the same. Time moves forward. Space is always in flux. So it must be in the future. So it must be in the future, right? That, that is only re that's only reasonable. Or there must be a future, right? That is only reasonable. Or so, it, yeah, so it must be. So always... <laughs> it always is in flux and always moving forward. Uh, from here, questions pop up like, what is matter? What is time? What is memory? Etc. Etc. Too much. How am I to operate? Mm -mm, ranch? Too much. Uh, how am I to operate with all that? Fine. Give me all the, all the sources that I need to read on it. Educate me. But will it ever be enough? Am I effort to say this and no more? Isn't, isn't there an element of faith in there? Assuming that all things will go as they are. Like, give me a sec. Um... Uh, so then I want to think in the future, what is, yeah, okay, what is, yeah, I was just rereading if I didn't skip a part. Um, <laughs> assuming things go as they are, Ayn Rand will be turning at their, in her grave from hearing that, on hearing that. But isn't it the same thing in concept? That is to say, oh yeah, is, yeah, this and no more. Isn't there, a fa sorry, I'm kind of going all the place. Isn't there an element of faith in there, assuming that all things will go as they are? Ayn Rand will be turning in her grave on hearing that but isn't it the same concept though that is to say operating on the assumption that reality is uh as it is and at the same time it functions and will exist and work the same as before of course the different manifestations of it change people act different matter moves entropy exists but the principle that tomorrow will come is always there uh, lest i myself don't exist <laughs> then i start laughing like <laughs> do i exist um well, I must, uh, I must, be, I must be if I am able to observe this world. 
People will argue it's all your head, perhaps. Well, yes, it must be. Where where does thinking occur? Without thinking, um, life is just an endless blur of senses, right? Um, a baby can't identify things and integrate it. But does this, however, uh, but it does, however, react to things by an unconscious by by its unconscious brain by by an unconscious brain for. For example, children emotionally reacting to what their mothers eat while in the womb. How is that any different? Am I now to abort a child because um, am I now not to abort a child because it has emotions before? Uh, oh, sorry. Am I not? Am I now not to abort a child because it has emotions? Therefore, is a live being. What about trans people, in particular trans children? Am I contradicting myself in saying that uh, these kids can think? Um, well. If it's not the full to the fullest potential, what about stupid people? Plenty of people go around. Really, I'm. T um, yeah, but, but what about what about stupid people? Plenty of plenty of those to go around. Or another example that I now think of: people that don't realize their potential, right, or realize their attention, uh, intelligence to the full capacity. Um, really, I'm trying to center my thoughts here, but it's so much to organize. My brain operates on a thousand ideas a second. I don't know how. To, I just don't know how to put it together. Um, who is to educate me without being a, without it being pure indoctrination? And why not indoctrination? That I quoted. I think Nietzsche or Young. Uh, people don't have ideas. Ideas have people. Sure, uh, I educate myself, or sure, educate yourself. I do that by the daily, uh, or on the daily. I don't know proper grammar in that sense. But but that's why I write about this to begin with. Uh, I want to get somewhere. I want to get some 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 semblance of resolution, achievement, satisfaction. Even is it a is it a naive pursuit? Should I just remain ignorant and let my let the mistake come as they come as I make them? Oh, should I just remain ignorant and let the mistakes come to me as I make them? I have to say it properly. Um, or am I to prepare what's to come and before? Uh, sorry, or am I to prepare to what's to come and become the most efficient when difficulties, the most efficient when difficulties arrive? Both? Is that a compromise? Is that a contradiction? Can one live within contradiction with himself? I don't think so. Um, how are you to do one thing and also do the other thing at the same time? By the mere fact of present moment existing, I cannot do f two things at once. Especially if they are the opposite, I can go. I can go right. I can go left. One or the other. Frankly, it will be pure mental chaos if you were to always. Uh, oh, you were. If you were always to live in contradiction to oneself. But most people do. How do? However, in my current estimation. Aren't we killing ourselves when we do this? That is, if we cannot make up our minds left or right, where do? Um, that is, if you cannot make up your mind to go left or right, where do you go? If we imagine that time is a force that decays what's behind us, like matter to void, and we do not, and we are not forcing ourselves to make to take one road or the other on the crossroads, where do we go? Where do we go? The void, nowhere, the abyss, death. Is death? Give me a sec. That's annoying. Uh, boom. Okay, cool, this works. Um, is death all that is absent from what we know from life to be? No matter, no time, no thinking, no identification, so therefore, no life. No life. Um, <laughs> um, this, then I said, this draft is just more getting more and more grand and its scope, uh, in its scope as we go further. Well, 
why did I say we? Um, yeah, as we go forward, why did I say we? Did I assume that one of my friends or lovers would read this? Maybe it, it was to myself in the future or past. Um, I do this often, writing as if, as as I if I, is as is Jesus Christ, writing as if I have an audience. Dialectic writing. It's a synecdoche of itself, this draft. Uh, the scope increases, the, the uh, questions go on, and I don't know when to stop. <laughs> life is too curious to stop. Is that it? There's no there's no end because life is too grand. There's no end because life is too grand of itself. Even when the... Even with the... Jesus Christ. There is no end because life is too grand of itself. Even with the smartest brains of the, on the planet, Nietzsche, Rand, Aristotle, uh, Socrates, etc. Are they the people... Even they, the people that I admire, admire most, cannot do it. Am I to just give up? Am I just to act on an assumption that my reason or faith, called whatever, will guide me the, be the best way forwards? And if I were to act with that in my full, with, with that in full, in full consideration, it will yield me the best possible future or life? Even yes, it must be. Uh, I said yes, that must be it. Action, the simplest and easiest things to do, the clearest proof of one, one's existence, the full admittance of the force of the universe, and to go with it to the fullest extent. Oh, let me read that again. The full admittance of force of the universe, and to go with it, to go, Jesus Christ, the full admittance of the force, of the force of, Jesus Christ, the full admittance of the force of the universe, and to go with it in the fullest extent. Is that where what the child stands for? the full submission almost to the forces of nature uh, to not ponder on it all but to to not ponder on it all but to purely act <laughs> uh, then, I, then I got a little uh, self-reflective well if, it, if this wasn't self-reflective enough uh, I notice now as I let my fingers flow more as my thoughts merely exist I act more than I think and, and I, that I um, I act more than I think, that I'm amazed at my capabilities of my own intellect. That is, if it's actually high intellect, I don't know if it is. I'm not I'm not even looking at the screen anymore, I just let my thoughts come out. But, uh, my editing is decreasing, my thoughts are mainly just this. In the future, I will have to do a lot of editing, but, uh, but having pure focus on something that I lack. Um, maybe it's that's the main problem, paying attention, focusing in something... On something and to act as the primary just guys give me a sec maybe that's the main problem paying attention focusing on something focusing focusing in on something and to act as the primary precursor to everything reflect reflection is only after that fact one cannot do and at this one cannot do both at the same time as they would contradict each other um these moments of revelation are the actual are these actual faults though <laughs> uh, are these oh, are these moments of of these moments moments of revelation are these actual though have i been living in a mere facade of what my mind of my mind what my mind actually is have i been daydreaming since after my childhood um was i brought a slumber uh by the constant distraction and destruction of these two principles um i have a strong sense that it must be when I draw an example, when I draw, for example, the flow of my hand and the thing, just give me a sec. When I draw, for example, the flow of my hand and the thing I'm changing changes in real time. I do not have to think about the end goal. I just act, and it will, 
and we'll have a million corrections along the way. Maybe even when it's finished. Um, let me see. But in the end, I brought something into creation. Am I to merely act on this feeling? For for when I do for, for when I do this, I feel pure satisfaction. Not with not with what it ought might be, but what it manifests for, for what it manifests. Jesus Christ. For when I do this, I feel pure sat satisfaction. Not what it ought might be, ought slash might be, but for what it is manifesting for me, for what it is manifesting for me. Uh, and every time I take pure action and do not conform to whatever the current climate might demand of me, people get attracted to it. Why is that? Is it less effort or is it actually a long battle to return to, or is it actually a long battle to return to what, what, what one was before? Basically returning to the child, right? Um, is it a simple? Is it the simplicity of your being that will manifest not through thought but through pure action that will manifest in greatness, not for not only for oneself but for others as well? Is it not? Is it not the overthinking and the bending to the rules and the bending to the rules and the world of others that keeps that is keeping me away from myself? <laughs> is it not overthinking? So, is it not overthinking and depending to the rules and world of others that is keeping me away from myself? Do I actually operate on my own thoughts? Am I to act in pure action as I desire to? Um, it seems to me I'm fighting against the tide in those with those actions. That is, those actions that are forced by other people or laid upon me. Uh... And some might see themselves in that as well. So people listening to this right now, that they something they act more what other people want instead of what they want, right? It's just a side note. This was actually not in the essay. Um, the, the idea that one has to conform or adjust, play someone else's game, I feel it. It strains me. Every time, every time I have to see life as, every time I have to see life as it just is, um... Oh, every time I have to see life as it just is, basically by other people's notion, so they have to see it as they see it just is that way, uh, every time I have to abide to that, it does not seem for me to be that way. Uh, that might sound vague, I mean to say, every, oh, <laughs> everything, everything, or is every time? Every time someone tells me, that is how it ought, this is how it ought to be, uh, and it didn't come from my own mind or action. My mind strains, and I know it's it no, and I know it to be untrue. I'll read it again. Everything, every time someone tells me this is how it is, and ought to be, and I didn't come with that, I didn't come up with that from my own mind or action. My mind strains and knows it to be untrue. If you do not act, you cannot know. Is reading then action? That is hard for me to answer. Theory and thought must per perpetuate one, uh, one to act better just as conversation is but what is what is actually being done with that um does it give one a best case what is being done with the knowledge i'm referring to i should write a little better in that sense uh does it give one a experience boost and once basically like rpg experience boost almost um and once he starts acting he will outshine all his peers with it so basically he has a certain a boost uh, when he starts actually acting on that skill, for example, um, and he will, and basically you will outshine your peers if you actually start doing that thing. So does it have to be? So does it give an experience boost? And once, 
one starts acting, will he outshine all his peers with it? To what standard? To prove what? Isn't the action to begin with better? But what is <laughs> but what is the performance to begin with? What if but what if the performance to begin with sucks? <laughs> how can that be? How can it be? Sorry. How can that be if he exceeds everyone? If he does, if he does the former uh, route, um, is it is it with the slightest inclination of reason? Is is it with the slightest inclination of reason and then full faith? That is to say, I know enough. Wait, what do I mean by that? <laughs> I don't even know what I, I'm thinking myself. Um, oh, so basically, yeah, it's basically. Is it is it basically that you have the slightest inclination of reason, um, and then after that you just I act with full faith? That is to say, I know enough. Let's go. As I proposed, as I proposed earlier, that must be it. Uh, then the let's go part uh, is more important to the no part. Then, or I said no. Is then the let's go part more important than the no part? And I laughed and I said I don't know. Give me a sec. It's so annoying. Uh, two seconds. Be patient with me, croissants. There we go. Um, or do I? Perhaps I do. I do, as I explained, as I examined earlier, because every time I act fully on the moment, it results in more happiness and change than I as a, than a simple thought ever would. Let me read it again. Perhaps I do, as I explained, examined earlier because every time I act fully on the moment it results into more happiness and change <laughs> and change that is Jesus Christ can I say this line properly stay with me okay <laughs> perhaps I do as I examined earlier because every time I act fully on the moment it results in more happiness and change than a simple thought experiment ever would hell even conversation um am I playing someone else's game by the fact that I and by that fact, we'll always lose. Am I, am I not to decide my own terms? I must be for the sake of my life. Um, I will not be living. I will not be living the life that is fully mine. I will just be. Give me a sec. I'll just have fallacies of what my life is. Every time I do, I feel. Every time I do, I feel happiness, but I will forget easily. Am I to act more? Um. If I do, oh, if I do it, if I do it, will it yield me more success or will actually give me what I want in the way that I actually want it? It appears that way. Action that appears, action, that appears to be the solution to everything. So to action then, to action. So that was my little essay. Uh, <laughs> well, how many minutes in? 30 minutes in. Um, I thought it was pretty, I mean, it's not like, perfectly written and you know the grammar is a little incorrect and i was correcting myself in real time so that's a little straining sometimes to hear apologies but you know i thought it was an interesting thought little thought essay i suppose um maybe it was just a whole thing about uh a whole examinational semi-procrastination but hopefully somebody could relate with that or have a thought-provoking um what is it 
well, I'll just if if somebody else thinks about that, my my mission is complete. Uh, you know, if somebody had to think pretty hard about that or re-listen to that, even though it was kind of a jumble, um, maybe I should like upload it separately to action as a separate essay video where I actually record it properly. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed that part. Um, I don't know how long that was gonna take. So we're like thirty-five minutes in. Yeah. So I'll fill the other thirty minutes with uh, talking about some things I've read uh, because it's not a croissant hours without croissant talking about new things that he's read um, so um, one thing I've observed and this is interesting as I'm reading more Dostoevsky and more getting more informed about his work and his life uh, is that um, Dostoevsky was probably the first uh, he is literally me author um, <laughs> let me explain so we're going going a bit of uh, going to have a bit of croissant lore here, a little bit of a prelude. So um, a couple of years ago, I wasn't feeling well. I don't know how many years ago, but let's say uh, a decent time ago, I was feeling pretty depressed. Right, I was feeling pretty down, nihilistic. Um, basically, going my super ego and all that stuff. Basically, life was unfair. Everybody sucked, and I had uh, I should say certain tendencies. Right. Um, so at that time, you know, discover I also, um, how do you put it? I was reading and now I think I found Jordan Peterson. Let's just put it that way. And he recommended Dostoevsky, right? So I bought uh, crime punishment and I, I, I wouldn't say that crime punishment is like one of my favorite books, but maybe it's just, how do you put it? It just feels very natural to read it or like Dostoevsky in general. Uh, I think I've developed a certain, maybe it's just my natural uh, proclivity towards these things, but I, I think I really like, what is it? 1800s till 1945, something like that. Um, books or novels, especially if, if they're romantic novels, right? Uh, like Russian romantic novels from like 1850 or something. Uh, that, that appears to be my uh, my jam. Uh, I think I don't know if it's Russian necessarily, but just any any books from those period that I read, I they're not like uh, exceptionally uh, enthralling. It's more like they feel very natural to read. I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but. It's, it's kind of like you have friends that you like really you have something a very intense emotion with for example like maybe it's intimacy or a very strong intellectual connection um, but you also have just friends that you just natch like I, I guess it's just your golden pair right uh, where you just natch this like you kind of assume this is how people are right and you can even take that for granted sometimes so I, I kind of introspected with that and I was like huh I think I really like these type of novels like these dramatic uh, romantic novels about you know especially Dostoevsky because Dostoevsky is a pretty romantic writer right like very in for the drama for it and um the more I read from him the more I'm like oh this is I mean I wouldn't say I'm on the level of Dostoevsky at all but if I could write like this I would write like this let's put it that way if I were to write fiction right and I mean it's I've done with other authors as well for example if I could if I could draw to the the level that I wanted to draw, I would I would write like uh, Tumoho Nihei, right? So that's the author from Blem, the the, the manga. If you ever, you know, if you know PewDiePie, it's basically his favorite manga, and it's my favorite manga as well because it's fucking amazing. Okay. Um, anyway, so I was gonna talk about. Uh, yeah, I think well, going with that, basically, my when I was in my uh, depressive state, I started reading Crime Punishment, 
as the first, because that sounded the most interesting to me, because it's related a lot with me uh, about my thoughts and the way I view people. And uh, it's funny because Raskolnikov, uh, here's a little prelude, because I'm going to probably make MBTI character videos with all of Dostoevsky's work, basically analyzing the characters in every book he has made and, and such. People will probably enjoy that. Um, but uh, Raskolnikov, in my estimation, is an ITJ. And so the things he said in the, in the book really related with me a lot, right? His um, his rationality, his nihilism, his um, almost almost lying to himself, right? Or how ridiculous an idea sounds to him when. Well, I don't want to spoil too much. And spoiler alert: if you um, have not read *Crime and Punishment*, but basically, especially when he later goes to Donia, or is it Sonia, one of the two, the, the prostitute or whatever, or the Christian woman, when he confesses, or not, but, well, I would say confess to her, and starts talking to her, he, start, he starts realizing uh, how little it makes sense. And I really related with that. Like, it was kind of um, almost uncanny, right? Where I was like, oh shit, I've been doing this as well. And I've seen some people critique uh, crime punishment being like, oh, this is not how a murderer acts. Like, murderers have no conscience, and... Um, None of them regret their crimes. And I'm like, have you ever seen a true crime video or like interrogation video? Most people have some semblance of guilt. It's a very, very rare, like actual psychopath that has like zero remorse, right? Like so sometimes I watch these interrogation videos, like three hour long videos or whatever. And they're like so poor at psychologically analyzing the, the what is it, the criminal? or the murderer, it's like, oh, he doesn't appear to be, uh, like, crying his eyes out or bawling his eyes out, so therefore he must have lack of remorse, and then we can, and now we're going to semi-diagnose him with, uh, I don't know, antisocial personality disorder or something, or he's a sociopath, or he's a psychopath. I'm like, you are so bad at analyzing people. Did you know that some people just do not feel empathy to the same extent, right? Or some people are just not very emotional? Like, you ever considered that? You ever considered a typology, for example? Like, I'm not empathetic at all. Okay, I have my own emotional state. But if I, for example, if I were to do something like Raskolnikov did, but I personally didn't feel anything for it, so I didn't, I don't feel actually any remorse towards um, the action, right, or the murder, then to look at me and say, well, he must be a sociopath or a psychopath or something among those lines, I think is ridiculous, right? It's like you still have your own uh, internal emotional. Uh, states and especially with ETJs or something or ITJs, um, and th those cannot sometimes are not as expressive as they might be in other people. They're maybe they're not crying because they, for example, some people kill their parents, and maybe they're still in shock. Maybe they haven't observed the situation to the proper extent yet, or uh, they're not actually realizing the consequence of their actions yet. That can happen, right? Uh, but then they're like giving these poor mental diagnoses about, oh, they're probably psychopaths or something. It's like, not everybody that is not showing immediate remorse or guilt uh, is a goddamn psychopath, okay? That's just stupid. Which, um, with crime and punishment, in my opinion, is a great example of, because at first, Raskolnikov didn't, doesn't feel any remorse for, for murdering uh, the pawnbroker, right? He really doesn't. Um, it's more his own emotional uh, state. He's not actually, he doesn't really actually care about the, you know, he doesn't actually, feel, well, he kind of feels guilty, but it's not like empathetic. It's more like, I, I feel like shit, basically. Uh, morally, I thought I was for this, but actually morally, I'm actually against this. So, but then people always crit critique that and say, oh, well, Raskolnikov is not a good example of uh, your average murderer because 
uh, you know, so many murderers don't, and, uh, they have no uh, sense of remorse and blah, blah, blah. And again, that's a very poor way to look at criminals because a, a lot of them in the long term, especially, they have some semblance of conscience that eats them up from the inside, which Dostoevsky um, illustrates pretty, pretty beautifully in the book, I would say that over time you will realize because i was at first i was also convinced by raskolnikov's like yeah he, he makes a good point like yeah you just you, you should just take the money kill the pawnbroker and uh he'll do some good to the world but slowly you realize especially in the second part you start to realize oh this is actually um how do you put it this is not actually beneficial this is not actually working in, in raskolnikov's favor right and then the people will say oh well uh I, i'm actually an itj I'm, I'm above that right like if you read that and you're not actually being delusional or you're not being how do you put it you're not lying to yourself right uh when you read it you'll realize yes actually dostoevsky makes a very good point even though he didn't have like formal training in psychology or shit like that that yes if you commit like a murder or a severe crime um it will it will haunt you and the punishment you know um it's basically uh the mental torture it's a psychological torture you get after that right um even though you did, did this voluntarily because nobody actually like confronts Skolnikov directly about the murder i mean that one detective does but like he just kind of gets extremely paranoid about every single person that he's around he like always has to hide it he um he slips like he slips out he almost wants to be um caught right because he just can't live with this nobody recognizing that he actually committed this murder i mean it kind of um makes me think of uh patrick bateman right in that pepper patrick bateman like he murders people all the time but it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter not he doesn't feel actually feel guilty but he's like if nobody is to recognize my murders and nobody is to actually recognize this as a bad thing then the the what did my action even mean? Why am I even doing this, right? That is the revelation kind of that, that Patrick Bateman has after he talks to his lawyer, right, at the end of American Psycho. He he basically realizes these people do not give a shit that I murder people. Like, they're, they're even more evil than I am because they don't care about all these, like, terrible uh, mutilations and tortures and rape that, uh, rapes that I do. They don't care about that for some reason. So, um... What does it even mean for me to continue that? And then he, he says at the end, well, my pain is sharp and constant, and I do not wish a better future for every, anyone. Um, I want to actually inflict pain on other people. And I'm like, but to what end though, right? Uh, he, well, that's what he says, right? Um, I don't know what the exact quote was at the end, but he's like, um, yet there's no catharsis. There's no resolution to it, right? Because nobody cares. Nobody actually recognizes me as a bad person. Nobody actually, it's like you're, you're, it's like you're stabbing somebody, but they're not actually screaming in pain. So what's the point of making them, like hurting them, right? If they're just, it's almost like uh, stabbing an object at that point. Uh, if, if, if nobody cares about your... Uh, seeming nihilism and destruction, right? If they just go along with it or do not even react to it, what's the point of doing that in the first place? Anyway, I, that's kind of what I think Skolnikov also felt in a in a different way, um, where he was like, "What is the point of me?" Like, I, I he also want, he almost wants to confess the crime because then he feels better. He's like, well, at least people now know that I committed the murder and that I, I'm better than everybody, right? Because he basically wants to be like Napoleon, who was an ETJ, by the way. Interesting how an ITJ wants to be an ETJ. And maybe vice versa also, by the way. Um, uh, and then, but Napoleon did it in a different way. because he. It's, so it's almost like he wanted to commit the murder, but not only commit the murder, but also have people recognize 
what he did and actually maybe look up to it, right? Being like, oh, Raskolnikov is such a uh, man of advanced moral and intellectual caliber that he can rise himself above the ethical norms and murder this person for the greater good. Like, oh, we should all just bow down to Raskolnikov and revere his uh, amazing intellect, right? That's potentially what he wanted out of it, right? And why he also potentially wanted to confess it. At least that's my interpretation of it. Anyway, um, that was just that's just one example of how I think Dostoevsky was one of the first authors to be this. Oh my God, he's literally me because I I didn't want to confess it, right? Almost like Raskolnikov, which is also so uncanny. Um, I didn't want to confess that I'm actually a lot like Raskolnikov and his behavior and his uh, rationale was very similar to mine, right? So again, this is also why Jordan Peterson recommended the book, for example, because he uh, sees. Well, like he said, he says basically that, well, books are portals and, you know, they're not just stories. They're not just any, uh, just a piece of text. They're they're portals about you. They're reflections of what you are and what you ought to be. So you should read, man. You should always uh, keep informing yourself. And because uh, the more you read and the more you understand, the better picture you get of yourself and what you could potentially be. And you can operate better in the world with that, man. And that you shouldn't, you should never underestimate that. Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm kind of trailing off. But you know what I mean, right? It's, um, it is true in a, in a certain way that, um, for example, I Love Shrugged, a crime and punishment, especially, and Man's Search for Meaning, those are probably the three most influ influential books on me. Um, show me a reflection of who I am or what, what I ought to be or what I could be, right? And with that, I, I, uh, I untangle this great existential problem because somebody else has thought about it for their entire life, right? And that's also why I really want to read uh, the Brothers Kosomarov because th there's a major conflict in that book with basically materialist atheism and... Uh, what is it? Materialist atheism and... What's the other thing? Uh, basically orthodox religious faith, right? And I'm, I'm with that, I'm also struggling at the moment. And I think, I don't know if the answer is in that, because actually Dostoevsky, fun, fun fact, Dostoevsky wanted to make the Brothers Kosamarov um, or Karamazov, he wanted to make them like two parts, basically, where he, the one, the first part would be the, the Brothers Kosamarov, and the second part, I don't know how it was going to be called, but it was just going to be, it was going to be a, like basically a 2000 piece masterwork, uh, basically going into this uh, duality. And I think the first part, I haven't read it yet, but the first part really goes into the the materialist atheist part. And I think the second part was going to go, this is just an assumption I made, but knowing Dostoevsky, he probably would do it like this. And the second part would more go into uh, the, how, do, how would you explain this? The merit of Orthodox Christianity and stuff like that, uh, or, or Catholicism, right? I think he was going to go into that, but that's just an assumption. But I, I mean, this is just another example of, man, what if these great people were to live another 10 years, right? Um, like if Dostoevsky were to live another five years, um, would he have finished basically? The, the second part of the Brothers Kosamarov, right? Uh, or Karamazov, I keep saying it wrong. Uh, that would have been such an amazing masterwork. Like, people already consider the, bro the Brothers Karamazov to be, like, one of the best books ever written, if not the best book ever written. What if he made a sequel to that? Then that would be the best, uh, what is it, bundle, I suppose, that is ever created. So it's even more um, fantasticness, I suppose. What is it? Uh, uh, what's the word? 
I don't know, it would just be an, an amazing work, right? And then nobody could, maybe nobody could outcompete it. Um, anyway, uh, another character that I think is like literally me because I kind of feel like like him right now is uh, French Mishkin, Mishkin from The Idiot because I'm reading it right now and the more I read it, the more I relate to it in, in the sense that I think people can relate to Prince Mishkin in the sense of uh, he's a he is a very simple type of childish like or childlike character that is very simple. Uh, it's not like he's stupid. I mean, he gets called the idiot, but it's he just puts things in a very matter of fact way. And actually, I would argue that that's actually way more intelligent, right? To explain something like a child, something very complex like a child would like in simple plain child child terms what the actual situation is and not to deny reality uh in a way to put it in the most simple way possible i think that's actually a ma major feat to pull off and i think mishkin does that right anyway um that's just another example of oh my god he's literally me and i, I haven't read notes of the underground yet and i haven't read the Bro brothers Kar karamazov because probably i would probably relate to ivan in so, uh, some sense uh and, and maybe Ilyosha, Ilyosha, how is it called um all these fucking russian names uh, i'll probably re relate to that as well but he has very relatable and um understandable characters and maybe that just speaks to the strength of his understanding of uh, human types. Maybe he had a sense for it, right? Maybe you, any any good author develops a good sense of that of of, of characters in their life. Because I think the best authors usually, because it may sounds, uh, in my my mind, it sounds like maybe a bad thing to draw from real life experience or to draw from real characters in your life or your own experience. But if you look at Dostoevsky's work, um, it's mostly drawn from his experience. It's, it's, it's drawn from his being exiled to uh, Siberia. It's, it's drawn from, um, well, the people in his exile, right? I mean, I think he talks about it in uh, The House of the Dead. I haven't read it yet, but I think he talks about it there. And um, how do you put it? Basically, um, he draws from those experiences and he draws from those people and he also thinks about epilepsy or stuff like that he all works that into his novels so it's actually a very personal work right um and then i thought to myself yeah it's actually kind of impossible to make a novel that you don't know anything about right um you kind of have to delve into that uh, like for example ayn rand as well for, for the writing of uh, the fountainhead she went to uh, work with an architect for a couple of years to basically understand how these people work, how the mechanism, mechanisms of the business work, right? Uh, and that's why she got so knowledgeable, and that's when she actually, uh, how's it called, Ho uh, Rourke, uh, Henry Rourke, uh, when he actually wrote him as a character in The Fountainhead, uh, she had a very firm understanding of her. I haven't read The Fountainhead yet, but you know what I mean. So I think that's interesting, and I think I can, with that, I have more confidence for writing my own stuff, because I'm like, oh, I can just draw from my own experience and then just fictionalize it or change the, change the names. And then I can create my own story with that. And maybe I have also with typology and uh, well, the amount of information that, I, that is given to me, you know, d d the in the current day and that I can get in like five seconds, I can become a great writer, right? And I, I would like to write things like fiction or nonfiction. I think, I don't know if I will be a great writer, but I would like to be, right? So uh, let's aim towards that, okay? That's, that, that's, um, yeah, let's just aim towards that. So, yeah. So I didn't read the Brothers Cosimov read and a lot of Dostoevsky's work, but some books I did read, and I'm going to quickly get into that. Uh, first book I've read 
and is Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan, I think. And I don't know the other author's name. That's actually the author. The, 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 his wife is basically more the author than Christopher Ryan is, which is interesting. But I, I think so, by the way. But it was an interesting, some interesting insights in Sex at Dawn that uh, we are actually closer to bonobos. We're actually uh, more polyamorous and also homosexual. I didn't even know that. I, I, well, I'm kind of... Uh, torn about homosexuality don't fucking kill me but uh i'm trying to find like again trying to find evidence for it and all that stuff like is it just just let it go who cares um but apparently homosexuality in bonobos is very common um and also this is interesting and i think um lemono talked about this many years ago like five or six years ago he talked about and his video top 10 facts about sex i think um he talked he talked about this about that how males you know males react very simply it's like they react to uh they get aroused when it's female to uh, male action or uh female to female action basically if there's a female involved if it's male to male they don't get really get aroused but for females actually females get aroused with female to female action if they're straight by the way um female to female action male to male uh let me see male to female and also if monkeys did it so apparently <laughs> there's a certain biochemical or whatever or part or what is it development in the brain that allows women to be way more okay with uh what is the word just any form of sexuality so in other words i'm saying yes females are more likely to be lesbian bisexual all that stuff and they're more accepting of it and they can tolerate it more like that's also what you see with guys because if you're, you're a guy and you're genuinely like gay or something you kind of get frowned upon right but if you're a lesbian um a lot of dudes are just like mm, okay that's cool right <laughs> it doesn't get frowned upon as much so that's the thing um that was one aspect of, I, I i still I went through it pretty quickly because I read it on like free time speed or like listen to it on free time speed. But I'm going to look at the key points also to refresh my memory for the coming tier list. Right. Um, but it was an, there were some interesting observations in that book. I, uh, I enjoyed it. It, um, uh, they don't actually argue for polyamory. They don't actually know the proper, uh, what's the word? that polyamory is the solution and that monogamy should just be thrown out the window. But they do argue that monogamy is not natural at all. And it's funny how people will tell me when I talk to them, like, oh, well, uh, actually, I feel naturally monogamous. It's like, uh, actually, you're full of shit. Like, no, um, sure. Again, maybe I'm biased in that. And also, and I, lo I love this point they made. That was They went pretty extensively into this, that sex, um, if you have sex with somebody, um, to say that... Oh, uh, if you're just doing sex for pleasure and uh, doing it as an occasion, then you're you're just an animal, right? And if you just do sex for pure reproductive reproductive reasons, that's more actually like a um, that's actually more human, right? Because that's actually our that's the sole purpose of sex, and it shouldn't be this um, it shouldn't be this just pleasure seeking bullshit. And what they argue, or Christopher Ryan, the other author, argue is that uh, actually. Um, what separate, separated us from our, our, what is it, previous primates is the fact that we used sex as a social bonding tool to resolve issues, for example. So um, with that, we are actually more advanced. The more advanced you get as a human species, uh, the more you actually use sex as a social tool to establish proper relationships with other people and to communicate with uh 
well, more people or to exchange resources, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, and I thought it was a very interesting point. And, and to uh, actually act more on pure reproductive reasons, which a lot of authors are arguing right now because, oh, chimpanzees do it, but we're actually closer to bonobos than chimpanzees. So why is it that we are following a more distant ancestor when bonobos are actually more uh, akin to us, right? Why would should we, for example, why should we compare ourselves more to dogs um, than cats, even though, hypothetically, cats are more alike to us. That's not actually true, probably, but you know what I mean, right? That's I'm just making an example, um, because bonobos are like, what is it, 6 million years uh, distant from us, and I don't know, chimpanzees are 10 million or something. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was, it, was a, it was a significant gap, right? And most researchers kind of just overlooked that, and were just like, oh, well, I guess uh, we should just, uh, that's just how bonobos are. It's like, how do you mean that's just been how bonobos are? They're, they're more close. They're the closest related to us. Why are we keeping? Why do we keep comparing ourselves to chimpanzees? How does that make any sense? So that is interesting. It made me look at anthropology a little different. I am I'm actually not that informed about, about anthropology, and, and the book got a lot of critique. But I think the critique mostly came from that people's um, pre-existing notions of anthropology got challenged, and they were like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of bullshit." Um, Again, I, that's why I want to go and read the sources, because I think the source will actually explain it more, and uh, then I can actually see for myself. So, um, interesting book. Yes, I recommend people read it. And uh, yeah, we rate it pretty high on the on the tier list. Um, what was another point they made? Yeah, so yeah, I thought it was interesting how um, with that, with sexuality, right, how basically sexuality is how you create intimate bonds with people and basically the more sexual you are um the more connective and human you are i was like that's very interesting right and with that i also realized that um the things that pull us together the most and get the most attention with anything is things relating to sex right even on youtube like if i make our asmrs and their boyfriend tinted that's sexual okay comedy is also sexual it's all your sexual functions right n-i-s-c-s-c-s-i uh any that's all sexual and you could say well it's not literally the act of sex but it's like it's the creation right it's the um what's the what's the it's a transformative energy it's the desire right that is those things um how do i put this those things are actually perpetuated in any form of art there's a certain sexuality to it if, if, a, if a piece of art has no sexuality to it then well it's not really a piece of art right you really don't you don't get a, well if you see a true piece of art that really grips you well first off you're gripped by it why are you gripped by it because it's beautiful what does beauty in, in, entice a potential to or in my view it's a potential future which is desire and desire another word for desire is a a want to have sex with somebody right to to have sex with somebody or to in the future have sex with somebody so i'm not saying you want to fuck a painting because you want you see it but it's a enticement to a certain order in the world right a certain i mean it's, it's a perfect what's a perfect yin and yang right it's the it's order and chaos um yeah that's that's what it is it's that yin and yang you see it embodied in a in a painting in a piece of music right like music also is a in a way is a sexual um what is it sexual mechanism you listen to the bands the balance between order and chaos and your your body your body starts to, starts to act towards it you start moving towards something it's like why am i moving like why do you dance why do you sing along you want to for some reason you want to vocalize and imitate um the thing you're seeing right you want to 
uh, you want to create your own, uh, what is it, your own performance with that. I'm like, is, isn't that just uh, sexual imitation almost, uh, masturbation? I know it sounds, maybe sounds weird, but I'm, I'm trying to put across that um, in a metaphysical sense, they're not actually that far um, separated from each other. And sex is the most pure form of it and the most direct form of it. It's this constant... Um, push and pull towards things right like there's sexual tension and there's um but then there's there's love which is more about um having it right love is about having it and desire is about wanting so which um also released me to another book i read uh which is mating in captivity by how she called i forgot her name but basically it if you remember a previous episode where what i talk about i think it's episode 19 where i talk about what attracts women to men and also vice versa of course but it's a more attractive title um is the separation and the sexual tension that builds up so as i myself um uh, concluded which i'm proud of i'm proud that i actually came to that conclusion myself in some way when there's individual separation but there's still sexual polarity in the sense that there's a masculine and feminine force um if there's a separation from time to time or there, if there's risk of fidelity or if there's risk of uh or when there is polyamory to begin with um there is more tension and through that tension you get more good well let's just put it this way there's more good sex there's better sex right more good what the fuck is that there's better sex there's more uh intimacy right and all that stuff when you're basically fusing together as one, which you can't really do, um, when you do that, there's actually a lack of um, your, your relationship is going to suffer, basically. Right. That's, and the author of that book, she argues that, well, why do you think so many marriages fail so much? It's because um, in a monogamous relationship, there's no tension. It just becomes mundane. There's no novelty to it. There's no um how do you put it? There's no actual purpose to it, right? So she's not, I think she's also not arguing for polyamory, but um, with the risk of, uh, or this fidelity, this tension of fidelity and this uh, constant sexual tension that builds up through, for example, through absence, um, that's actually how you maintain it in the long term. If you fuse into one uh, continuous being, so to speak, which is impossible because you're two autonomous creatures, once you, once you start doing that, it becomes smothering. It becomes... Um, it becomes, well, it becomes a failing relationship, right? If you're constantly like, well, I mean, I like cuddling and all that. That's that's cool and all. But if you were to cuddle for for a month straight, at a certain point, you're like, okay, I have to go and, you know, eat. I have to, you know, get to my job. I have to actually, you know, take care of other things. I, it's like, okay, enough for now, right? That's basically your attitude. So, you, and then maybe three weeks you, you you don't cuddle at all and then you're like man i really want to get cuddle with uh you know my my boyfriend or my girlfriend or whatever it is you i really want to be with my husband again or with my uh with my wife um that's the type of thing you want to build up in a relationship right at least that's how i view it and how i maintain that and i saw that from my own experience but now you know i actually have a book that kind of explains it further and it elaborated on certain uh, topics um but it was interesting that that that, that book at basically the same uh what's the word what's the word for it uh idea or same philosophy with that and i've seen how much it works in my life and uh i think uh it will be beneficial for other people as well or i think other people should maintain that philosophy as well so that's an interesting book i also uh i also read the red tent read the red tent that's that's a weird sentence um i already was halfway through it um it was fine. Like I don't, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, if you want the general message, it's that basically women should learn to get along if they're in a harem or if they're 
basically multiple wives with one husband they should learn to get along and over time they actually can get along and they're actually very thankful for those relationships and they can actually learn from their fellow women instead of being envious and they want you wanted to tear each other apart because that's kind of the envious nature that women have or like the selfish nature that women have and it's fine to be selfish to some degree but you can be selfish responsibly and you can be selfish in a um how do you put it envious and jealous way right um surely you can use that envy to be better but that's no other topic um and also that the female lineage lineage exists to continue the traditions and uh uh what is it the wisdoms or the wisdom from previous mothers and previous uh daughters right that's why that's why you should have daughters and that's why you should as as a as a woman you have kind of the responsibility for that although i should say um to have a what is it 300 page plus book about just those things it was kind of long-winded and um you should probably just look up a summary if you can um if you really want to go into it go read it it's fine it's whatever then uh i'm current and currently uh as i kind of promised before currently i'm reading the rational mail the volume five uh the player's handbook a red pill ga- uh, guide to g- red pill guide to game uh it's pretty bad um <laughs> like i like rollo rollo tomasi um for his first two books they're pretty good i would say the second part is a little eh but it's it's short so it compensates with that but uh every the more volumes the guy releases uh the more long-winded it gets and the more and the less substantive 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 jeez i can't say the word substantive substantive uh it gets it's just i think the the book is like well the audiobook is like 12 hours long right but i've uh i'm just kind of skipping toward through certain parts right now because it's um how would you explain it it's like I said, long-winded. He just says very basic uh, game tricks. Not even tricks. He doesn't even go into concrete specifics. He's just like, oh, well, peacocking is a thing. And this is a thing. And this is a thing. And uh, and he just repeats the same fucking shit he's been saying since volume three or something. Like, positive masculinity and religion are just so long-winded. And you should probably just not read them, okay? Read read part one and two, and yeah, that, that's it. Just read part one and two. If you really like Rolo and you like his stuff, you can read uh, three, four, and five as well, but uh, I don't recommend it. And for a player's handbook, it's not actually giving you a lot of, well, handy tips, I suppose, or uh, tricks or actual strategies, right? He's like, well, game is a general attitude you have and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but they're... How do you put it? Maybe the second half actually goes into it, but it feels like Rolo when he writes, he's doing like a like a three or six hour disclaimer on his vi- on his. Well, I was gonna say videos, but uh, I meant books on his books, but on his videos as well. Um, he just does this like extremely long disclaimer, which I also did in the past, which I I don't do anymore. I just like cut that shit and just cut to the chase, right? Just say what you want to say. And if people protest, you will see, you know, you'll, the feedback and reflection is for later, uh, which I kind of discussed in my essay as uh, previously, right? But um, how do you put it? Yeah, he, he just goes way too long, uh, way too long on basically trying to disprove any possible counterpoints to his book before he even made his one point to begin with, right? Mm. So, Anyway, uh, voice crack. 
anyway he um so far hasn't given any tips i if you want to have a book on proper social interaction read how to win and influence people um you can probably look up some videos on that maybe i'll make a video on it as well um maybe more relating to types as well i want to also make a video on uh the 48 laws of power and how they apply the most properly to each type and who can utilize and leverage the most from those i, I think that's a pretty interesting topic anyway um yeah, it's, it's not a good book on social interaction or all that stuff. Like Chase or Steve Joseph, he recommends it like, oh, maybe you should read uh, The Rational Mail, The Player's Handbook, Volume 5. And I'm like, why the fuck are you recommending this, Chase? Like, the, the, fur the further I go into the relationship um, books with Chase and the further... Um, the, the the later the recommendations the worse the books the books get right so very old books that chase recommended that are like 10 years old are pretty goddamn good right and actually like for example how to win an influence people is a great book uh especially if you want to understand um if you want to understand proper social interaction uh, i've applied that and it's made, it's made me way more charming way more interesting right uh and so can anybody i forget they're not that difficult of tricks to learn um but the the, the more i the the older or sorry the newer the recommendations get um the worse the books get and the more i think it's just a waste of time like homo deus sapiens um what is it? The Red Tent to some extent, and and now Volume Five of the Rational Mill. I'm like, geez, why the fuck are you recommending this? This is so bad. Like, uh, again, this is why I want to make the tier list to save everybody hours and hours of time. Um, yeah, yes, I'm doing that for you. I'm, I'm providing you a service. You be thankful. No, uh, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm also I'm mainly doing it for my own exploration as well. But if I can share that value or that knowledge with other people, I will. So anyway, th those were the books that I'm reading slash have read uh, as of recent. And you should probably follow me along with that. So go download the reading list. It's in the description. You can see uh, roughly where I am, and I will update you uh, on the Discord as well. I think I'm going to do that, where I'm just going to update if I've read something, uh, give my general thoughts on it pretty quickly. And uh, I want I want people to come along with it, right? Because this is, uh, for example, Rachel Kent. Um, I don't know if you're watching this right now, but he, he for example, he's taken up that up as well. Uh, we have an account accountability tap on the on my discord right uh and i want more people to participate in that i want to basically i want people to use use the the boss catalog so basically any questions for me feedback for me or uh yeah questions and stuff like that for me i want that to be active and i want the accountability channel to be the most active because those things will actually put me to thinking and will actually cause me to create better content and more value for other people. And on the other side, an accountability, for example, and the dieting and all that stuff, will actually make people healthier, better, etc. And that's what I want. I want people to actually become better versions of themselves. I want I want people to realize their full potential because there's so much potential going to waste right now with this goddamn nihilistic, uh, atheist, uh, how would you put it? Uh, anti-human uh, environmentalist utopian uh, ideas these uh, J word let's just put it that way uh, guys that just don't want you to exist basically but they can exist you know eats a bug and uh, own, own nothing you'll be happy don't follow that be your own person think critically like I'm so I, I want to say I'm fed up with that but I think people are smart enough to actually work on that and if i and if i have to be the initial kick in the ass for that and basically be that semi father figure i don't know if i'm a father figure but you know what i mean teacher let's just say that then i will take up that role okay anyway um that's for what uh, the books i've read recently uh some other books i want uh, generally around that i 
I'm really excited for what's to come with that reading list. I'm really excited for, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for Nietzsche. Uh, maybe, maybe I should just let go of my structure and just kind of go with the flow, right? And just randomly, because that's what I kind of did at the at first. Um, just kind of go with the flow. Um, for example, for I can do that with certain books, right? For example, I can probably after the idiot, maybe I can go into the Brothers Kosama, uh, Karamazov because I really have that question in my head right now about man, what is it? Is it is it is it faith or is it uh, rationality, right? Uh, but maybe I should read the other stuff from uh, Dostoevsky as well to get like more of a full picture and then go as a final piece go into. Uh, the brothers Karamazov, uh, which is funny. There was a Reddit comment I read. I'm not often on Reddit, but I have to post things sometimes. Okay, and I was on the Dostoevsky subreddit because I was potentially I'm potentially gonna post there. And there was somebody who said like, "Oh well, to go straight to crime and punishment and uh, the brothers Karamazov." Um, that is like skipping dinner or uh, entree and going right, right to dessert. And then I thought to myself, well, I don't believe in dessert. I think dessert is just a bunch of bullshit, especially I, I, I had the thought where I was like, <laughs> I think dessert and, and entrees is just this, especially now that I'm reading like The Idiots and more romantic Russian novels. I'm like, that's just a fucking, uh, what is it? High class... Um, high-class thing where we have to think or a luxury idea that we have to have three meals a day when throughout history like throughout our whole what is it anthropological history we didn't eat uh three times a day we had like once a day maybe two tw twice a day maybe uh if it was like a, a rough period you would not eat for three days or a week right uh, but now it's like oh we have to have three to four meals a day it's like no you don't you really don't so for me, uh, I was, it was a funny counterpoint I had in my head. I was like, huh, well, actually, dessert doesn't exist for me. So should I just get to dinner, which is the brothers uh, Karamazov, right? Or uh, Karamazov, do I say that correctly? Yeah. Um, I've said it so many times, probably incorrectly right now, but that's okay. So yeah, maybe I should just go with what I want and what I feel like is best at that given moment, as it will give me the best bank for the bank for my buck in that given moment does that make sense did i just repeat myself i don't know i'm losing my mind here uh <laughs> going crazy um <laughs> but um how do you put it it's an interesting um it's an interesting endeavor and maybe i should just try it out because i've really been rigid with my schedule where i'm like no i'm gonna finish the relationship section then i'm gonna you know finish the entrepreneurship etc etc maybe i should just be a little more loose with certain things like yeah stick to the relationship section and go through it sequentially or chronologically but um you want do you want me to go through it sequentially or what is it chronologically that's a sherlock holmes quote sorry my, my mind is just fucking um t you know, you know what I mean? A thousand ideas a second. Anyway, so, um, should I just uh, go sequentially or chronologically through certain parts of my reading list? Or should I just um, pick which whichever I feel in, in the moment is the best book to read for other things like an IRL book or an, an e-book, right? Should I do, should I maintain that? Maybe, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, I guess. I guess that uh, that's the whole point. I should uh, get to action, you know? I should uh, get into Nietzsche, get into Jung, Kierkegaard, Aristotle, all these people. I should probably just get into it. Uh, yeah, I should probably just get to action. That's the general point of this episode and the point of that essay. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, what I wanted to say for this episode. So um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, no, 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 I'm not, 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 I'm not actually going there yet. 
I want to thank all the new listeners to is if you have sat, sat through this, I wouldn't say this is uh, horrible to listen to, but if you listen to the end to the whole hour and uh, put an hour aside of your time or a half an hour, if you put it on two times speed, of course, I already talk really fast. So I don't know if people can keep up, keep up with that, um, which is funny. Final side note. I, uh, I was like, huh, how, I was kind of measuring how long will my essay take? Cause I, I talk pretty quickly and I looked up like roughly people speak 150 words uh what is it a minute or something like that maybe or, or was it per hour i don't fucking know um but i was like i'm probably way above that i'm probably like at, at like you know jewish level like 250 words a second ben shapiro um probably and i also say a lot and it's not, not just jargon and, and bullshit it's like a lot of ideas anyway i was interesting interested about that and i guess it was a half an hour and then the only way for me to find out how long that essay was going to take if i were to do it so now i know i it's like half an hour, I suppose, uh, <laughs> to read that essay. Anyway, um, yeah, I want to thank everybody uh, that made it this far, made it this far, like it's a horrible torture, uh, that has enjoyed this episode so far uh, for tuning in. Uh, I want If you want to support me in any way you can, uh, you can do that by commenting. Uh, you can do that by sharing this episode. You can do that by... Uh, talking about it word of mouth is probably the best way you can do it if you want to support me uh, leaving a comment so i can have feedback right if i have proper feedback i can improve upon it and uh, if you want to you can also support me on patreon that's probably the best way to support me at the moment uh, by donating well i'll call it donating it's more like a service because in the future i will actually provide service uh, or uh, products right um so yeah that's probably the best way you can do it so uh go there go to my patreon if you want to support me financially um and just keep watching the other stuff you know and uh, keep enjoying it that's uh the main thing uh that's really what i want people to do i'm an entertainer right that's at the end of the day that's what i am like i i i'm like i, I had this thought where i was like i am a a secondary intellectual quote-unquote and i'm a primary goofball or comedian so to speak entertainer that's really what i am I'm, I'm, i really don't actually take things all that seriously all, all things considered i'm actually i prefer to just be the child right and just kind of joke about and have fun right that's actually maybe that's that's also a main thing just play but maybe next episode i will talk about play and how that goes about right um i call it action now maybe it's actually play who knows uh, we'll see i guess i have to uh investigate that Anyway, you can support me that way. Um, I hope you like this little play session, let's call it that, uh, <laughs> this podcast. Um, that's all for me. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and I will see everybody in the next one. Bye-bye. Fuck bitches, get money. Get money.